I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. It's good to be back, everyone's here, it's going to be a fun show, a really good show, as soon as we get uh, just to know that today's show will be peppered with stories and anecdotes of the Doc's uh, honeymoon in Vegas, where he may or may not have skydived dressed as elvis uh have i can neither confirm nor deny that happening uh though me and scott did discuss it uh, prior so <laughs> let me introduce my co-hosts and we'll get into this week's show first of all my right hand man the man who keeps the nerd in the talk nerdy to me network because he just can't help himself <laughs> it's commander scott so i'm going to introduce you this week to a gentleman i just learned about named gaylord perry i don't know if that I've name sounds familiar. I've never heard of this person before uh, here the last day or so. Uh, he was a professional baseball pitcher, spending most of his time with the Giants. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, 300-game winner, with a 3.1 lifetime ERA, 3,534 strikeouts, and two Cy Young Awards to his name. Unfortunately, he was a really shitty hitter. Like, like bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, and, and what brings him up this week, Scott? Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. I don't know what his 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 entire average was over his career, but the reason that brings it up uh, is uh, that uh, 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 his manager in San Francisco from 1962 to 1964. Uh, was talking about him and one day during the 64 season uh 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 he was being interviewed uh the perry was being interviewed sorry i've got, I got my notes here kind of jumbled um uh there was a san francisco examiner reporter uh was there as perry uh smacked some uh, he hit some home runs during batting practice uh and uh, he made the comment to his manager that, hey, he looks pretty good with the bat in his hand and remarked that the pitcher might even hit a home run one of these days. Uh, to which uh, Alvin Dark, his manager at the time, his response uh, set in motion one of the weirdest coincidences in baseball history, saying, quote, mark my words, a man will land on the moon before Gaylord Perry hits a home run. This is a direct quote. From his agent. Jump at, not his agent. But from his the manager. 
from yeah. the manager of the team. His, his his coach, basically. So jump ahead five years to July 20th, 1969. Perry, now 30, clearly established as one of the best arms in the game, was scheduled to start against the rival Dodgers. There was something else happening that afternoon. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were about to become the first men to set foot on the moon. At 1.17 p.m. Pacific time, Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Some 238,900 miles away at Candlestick Park, Perry steps up to the plate in the top of the third inning and hits a home run. <laughs> minutes. Of course minutes. After human beings set foot on the moon. Five <laughs> years after his manager says, mark my words, a man will land on the moon before Gaylord Perry hits a home run. Love yeah. that story. Never argue with the manager. True story. Uh, <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, Scott, you, you, I love that for so many reasons because of the tie-in with the landing on the moon, but also the pitcher hitting a home run. Which I'll make this short and sweet. There was a pitcher in the major leagues. His name is Bartolo Colon. Um, he is the ageless wonder because he pitched into his 40s and still was being signed by teams. But he was uh, he sort of became a a traveler, if you will, um, of teams and got traded a lot. Yep. Um, and he was originally an American League pitcher, and American League pitchers never had to hit. Yeah. They, and the, then when the, he. But they yeah. had at the time the designated hitter rule. Yes. And so then National League hitters, and now it's a universal DH for both leagues, but uh, National League pitchers had to hit, and he was playing for a National League team, and he every time he swung the bat, he was swinging as hard as he possibly could. Like, his helmet would fall off, he would fall down, all sorts of things. <laughs> like, he just didn't care. He was just going to crank it, and if he ever made contact, it was going far. Yeah. And um, he hit a home run as a member of the New York Mets nice. uh, playing against the San Diego Padres. Nice. Uh, and it's one of the greatest clips you'll ever see because the entire dugout just loses their minds. <laughs> and it's the slowest <laughs> home run trot in history because um, Bartolo Colon was a large man. Nice. He's like, he's like six foot and probably like 275, 280. Um, well, Which is very big for a baseball player. Yeah, so he's yeah. very slow. Kind of like the the Babe Ruth run. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. But anyway, look it up sometime. Bartolo Cologne home run. Even you listeners out there, watch it. It's hilarious. You'll love it. You don't need to know anything about baseball to, to know how awesome this guy was. So. Well, the man you've been listening to rounds out our our motley crew here, uh, joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via skydiving from a plane dressed as Elvis, maybe driving some kind of souped-up sports car. I don't know. He'll probably tell you about it, though. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Doc. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh, and we're going to get to that. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about, uh, you've probably seen it because it was all over the media last weekend, or two weekends from now, whenever this gets posted. But uh, we have, finally... A fifth Predator movie. And I say finally, uh, it came a lot faster than I thought we'd get a fifth Predator movie after watching the fourth Predator movie. Oof. The Predator. Uh, and I, I don't think you could make a worse Predator movie if you tried. Did you ever watch that, Jay? I know I kept telling you not to, but did you ever ignore me and watch I, it anyway? I did. Oof. I did watch it. 
Uh, I thought we talked about it once on the show when we did. It's entirely possible. We State of the franchise. But, yeah. It, didn't we God watch awful. that when we were in Iowa with uh, Latino John No, 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 no. That's, that's Anaconda. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I got Never you. look into the eyes of those who kill. They'll haunt you forever. I know. Thank you, Latino John Voight, who I'm happy to say makes no appearance in the movie we're talking about today. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, so The Predator uh, was the fourth. And, and, and when I say Predator franchise, let me get this out of the way right now. I am not including Alien versus Predator when I talk about the franchise because Alien versus Predator is neither Alien nor Predator. It's its own thing. So the fourth Predator movie, pretty fucking terrible. Um, like you know, I said in the past, I, I walked out of the theater not disappointed, uh, uh, not let down, furious. I was pissed at the movie for being that bad, uh, with that much going on behind the camera. So I did. I thought it'd be a long time before we got another Predator movie, but then you know, Disney bought Fox, and Disney is not one to buy toys and not play with them. So we got pretty quickly after that buyout uh, our fifth Predator movie, Prey. Um, unfortunately, released right to Hulu. I would love to see in the theater, but we'll get into that later. Um, so, Prey debuted uh, at the time of this recording last weekend. We've all watched it, wait, wait, uh, wait, and wait, we're going to spend today talking about it. Yes, Scott. Sorry, sorry wait, Prey. Yes. Well, I thought we were watching Clay, the 1965 movie. I, I watched Clay. Mm. Well, if wrong movie. We'll just go ahead and jump in wherever you feel it applies, Scott. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know how long it took me to find a movie obscure that rhymed with Prey, by the way, for that joke. I just want to let you know. Now I'm going to Hulu and see if I can find a movie called Clay. Oh, it's there. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just may. I'd be let down if it didn't, Scott. <laughs> Maybe we'll eat some hay. What do you say? Go down by the bay, bay things out of clay. <laughs> uh, so, no, we're talking about Prey, P R E Y, before Scott makes that pun, which I'm sure he's got some queued up. Um, first off, go ahead. Sorry, I looked. At, I looked for that movie. That was the that was the first movie I looked for was to see <laughs> if there was one called Prey. P R A Y. Just, <laughs> I appreciate your commitment to the bit, sir. <laughs> uh, so before we dive into this movie specifically, let's quick go around the horn uh, and get quickly, everyone, uh, your thoughts and feelings on the Predator franchise before sitting down to watch this movie. Jay, we'll start with you. Um, like. Uh, Predator, obviously, great movie. Uh, I really enjoy Predator 2. I feel like it's underrated and people don't give it enough credit. It's still, it's not a great movie, but it's not terrible as far as the Predator franchise. Uh, Predators was a kind of a good and bad-sided coin. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really cool and the premise was really cool. I just thought they could have done more with it. And then uh, the Predator... God, that was terrible. So I came into Prey with uh, uh, open eyes, I guess you could say. Uh, no expectations. Okay. And I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I really All enjoyed right. it. Commander Scott? Well, when it comes to the, the Predator franchise, you, you got to understand you're, you're talking. I come from a position where I saw... Uh, the you know uh, the Predator and it was a great movie and I loved it. It was back in the day. I saw Predator two, uh, and, and and I was quite intrigued. But I've only seen that once, 
And okay. then I went into because you have that very long hiatus. Mm-hmm. But I played the uh, Aliens versus Predators computer games. Good games. You know the good games, very good games. So you've got so you got me going from Predator, Predator Two to Aliens versus Predator uh, computer games to Aliens versus Predator the movie. <laughs> and 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 everything. So as far as my viewpoint on the franchise, uh, I, I kind of considered the franchise kind of a one trick pony. I didn't see Predators or the Predator. I've just, I've kind of I had kind of written the the franchise off. Okay. Like it, it's one of those. It, it it had fallen into like you know Alien Three kind of uh, status. Okay, if that makes sense. So that's that's where I was going into prey. Well, that's I just, I just wanted to gauge uh, before we all sat down to watch this movie. I lean a little more towards Jay, but I I think that's I, I and I love having the three of us because I think and this is a perfect example. We all kind of balance out. Uh, like so, you know, Commander Scott said he he'd kind of written the franchise off and was kind of done with it. Jay likes most of them, but he's got issues with them. I'm on the other end of the spectrum, with one glaring exception. I love every Predator movie. Uh, the the first movie is an all-time classic. Uh, I love Predator 2. I actually watched Predator 2 more than Predator 1 as a kid because you get a lot more Predator in Predator 2. He's got a bigger arsenal, and he does more cool stuff, and you get multiple Predators on screen. So as a kid, I love Predator 2 more than Predator 1. Come at me, I don't care. Uh, super long hiatus. Predators comes out. I think that's something like 19 years between Predator 2 and Predators. Um, I loved it. Cool little, like, <clears throat> like Scott said, it's kind of a one trick pony, but Predators takes the concepts and kind of flips it on its head a little bit. Um, cool cast, cool new Predator stuff. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, the Predator is a fucking piece of shit that can die a horrible death. Uh, I don't care if it's the director's fault, the writer's fault, the studio's fault, whoever's fault. That movie was released in theaters, and whoever gave it the green light to go into theaters should be ashamed and should flog themselves and be kicked out of the Hollywood because that movie is terrible. Um, so, like I said, didn't think we'd see another Predator movie for a while after that one because the box office and the critical reception matched my opinion of that. So coming into Prey, I was a little surprised that we were getting another movie this soon after, um, but was hopeful because in total, I love this franchise. Um, so that being said, we all sat and watched the film. Um, what is everyone's initial brief kind of, did you love it, hate it, indifferent? Uh, your initial feelings before we deep dive into this thing. Jay, we'll start with you again, bud. Uh same as like uh, I don't want to say it's the same as Predator Two or or Predators, but like I loved it. But there are a couple of things that I would I would have liked to have seen change. Okay. Okay. Um, and they're not major details, but man, I really enjoyed it. Scott. Well, I don't know if I would say I loved it, um, uh, but like I said, I I went into watching Prey. I was not intending to watch Prey. Uh, as I said, I'd we peer pressured you into it, and I appreciate you, caving, sir. You did. You basically <laughs> said, "Don't watch it. We're going to hate you forever and never talk to you again," um, and all that good stuff. But, but I, I watched it, uh, and, and I can't say that I didn't enjoy it. Um, I, I'm kind of with Jay. There's, there's, there's some criticisms that I have of the movie, but overall, is it worth watching? Yes. 
it's very much worth watching. It was uh, uh, it was it was a decent little story. Um, even if it's and and we'll get into this with the thing, but even if it's a story we've seen many many times before, it, mm-hmm. it, there's nothing new here. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, watch it. It's a fun ride. I mean, that's I I did enjoy my experience. Well, I enjoyed Act Two and Act Three. Yeah, and and, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, because the the movie's not without flaws. No movie is without flaws, with with you know like two exceptions. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Terminator uh, Two Judgment Day. It's and you know, our second <laughs> motion picture. No, nope. one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> the extended, the, the director's cut. Oh, dude, Ooh, Jesus. The extended cut of Star Wars, the motion picture with Scott Cox commentary. <laughs> I have that filed under, I need, I can't fall asleep. What should I do? <laughs> Scott, I'm watching motion picture. Uh, talk about it to me. Okay, so. Don't, don't, don't turn your copy on. Just, just start talking about it. <laughs> All right, let, let me hear the volume. Where yet? Okay, I'm already, okay. So, the Paramount logo just went away. Go. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoyed Prey. Um, again, I, I was excited about it going into because yeah, I'm me. I, 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 you know, I watch trailers and I, I track the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, probably to a degree I shouldn't. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really interesting premise, and I, I love that. And I think I used this term when I was talking about it briefly to Scott, is it feels very back to basics. Um, it's not trying to reinvent the wheel. It, it understands what made the original story fun and and um, doesn't try to reinvent the wheel. Um I really liked it. There's a lot of people saying it's the best one since the original and me yeah. being a fan of this franchise. I don't know if I can quite go that far because again, fucking love predator too. Uh, and I think that like Jay said, that is a criminally underrated movie. Everyone writes it off just because Arnold's not in it, uh, which I'll argue to my dying breath. Arnold is not the star of the predator franchise. He's in one movie. One. We've gotten yep. five, four that I will acknowledge. <laughs> so he's not the star. Um, but, um, so yeah, I, I enjoy, I think we're all coming from the, you know, we enjoyed it. Uh, I, I don't think I would go as far to say as it's the best since the original. I, I don't think you can, it, it's not fair to say that this movie's literally been out at the time of this recording for less than a week. I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of it's the best one. Cause I hate people who like the newest thing is always the best thing. Um, I hate those people and it drives me nuts because like, no, 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 no. You've been watching Predator for like 35 years. Come back to Prey 20 years from now. Does it still hold up? Um, then you can fairly judge how good it is. But uh, anyway, so we'll now dive in. We've kept it very spoiler free. Uh, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, stop listening now because now we're going to just dive into this thing. Um, so this is your last warning. We are going into full spoilers after this. Guys. What specifically did you love about Prey? We'll get to hate later. Okay. Um, so many things. But uh, I we'll like... Fire went out there and we'll riff on it. Okay. I liked how they took the concept of how do we outsmart this hunter to defeat it. And the way that she figured out how things went throughout the movie mm-hmm. and like picked up on all these cues and like how they used visual storytelling to be like, Oh, 
his little arrow bolts follow the laser. And that's how, like, she ended up defeating him is with this huge trap. And, like, it sets up all those elements through the movie that she then puts everything together to defeat the Predator. Yeah, they do a really good job of setup and payoff. Because, uh, yes. like you said, all the elements she needs to defeat the Predator are are sort of spoon-fed to us throughout the movie. And if you're paying attention, you'll see where it's going. So, uh, yeah, you, you enjoyed foreshadowing. I... Not even subtle foreshadowing. Like, this was, like you said, spoon-fed. This was yeah. like ham-fisted in-your-face foreshadowing. This is going to be important later. Yeah. And uh, there were a couple of times where it was going somewhere where I didn't think it was going to go. For instance, when she gets bogged down in the mud, I was like, I, I turned to Megan and I was like, of course they'd find a way to put her in mud. And then I was like, yep. oh, wait, she cleaned herself off. Wait a minute. That this isn't what I thought. The first time I watched it was with Koran uh, and a bunch of our buddies. And we all were in the same boat you were, Dave. We're like, oh, OK, well, of course, that's how she figures out there's mud and I'm sure we'll come back to that, and that's how the pred doesn't. And the, the movie does that a couple times, where it, it knows the audience is expecting something, so it kind of inverts what you're expecting. Same with um, when the the Indian uh, the 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 party comes to rescue her, and they're taking her back to camp, and they stop, and the predator starts to kind of stalk them, and we see the the three red lights hit one of the guys. Like yeah. we're all expecting that plasma burst to come through. And then all of a sudden three like arrow things hit him. And we're all like, Whoa, what? Like when, yeah. When they split up, I was yeah, like, yeah. wait, wait, what? <laughs> it, it kind of, it, again, it, it knows what you're expecting. Cause it knows it's the fifth movie in this franchise. Um, yeah. But it's like, Hey, we're going to tweak a little bit and give you something you didn't quite see coming. Um, no, I appreciated that. I appreciated the, uh, it, nothing feels like it comes completely out of left field. Like everything has, everything's been set up and not even stuff for like how she takes down the predator, but like when she's talking to her brother um, and he gives the, starts telling her the story about his hunt with her father when his bow gets wet and she cuts him off because she doesn't want to hear the end of it. And then later in the film, she's trying to line up a shot on the bear and her bowstring is wet and it slips off. Like that was set up. Like, you know, they, they do a good job of that. She yeah. let her brother finish, you know? Yeah. Scott, something you enjoyed? You're gonna compliment sandwich this time. I know, and I'm I'm trying to think. Or should I come back to you? <laughs> you should come back to me. Okay, okay. I, I enjoyed the movie. I I didn't mind mm-hmm. watching it, but I'm trying to nail down one thing. Like a specific. I don't know if I can, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, that's um one of the things I enjoyed, and I'm a little perplexed about because i've watched the movie full disclosure three times now <laughs> uh, including right before we did the show um where i took notes because i'm me um and this is something i'm really glad jay is here to talk about because i know this is something jay will get into is equally with me is what i was curious to see so this movie chronologically is the first time we ever see the predator on earth i don't know if it's meant to be the first time a predator ever comes to earth but th- there's evidence to kind of support that maybe um but the arsenal the Predator brings with it. And I was curious, how are they going to do the technology? Because this is some 300 years before uh, Arnold and his his commando unit. 
And I was curious, what's the level of tech going to be like? Because, yes, Predators always have more technological advancements than we do. But this is way in the past, not like a decade ago, like centuries ago. How advanced have they been for how long? And for the most part, I like that they kept the gear. It's more advanced than human tech, but it's still like he's got a sphere that breaks off into two pieces. He's got the slap bracelet of doom. Um, the the weird pistol arrow thing we'll get into later. Um, the wrist the gauntlet. shield. The shield. Oh, my God. That freaking shield, dude. That thing is baller. Um, but for the most part, and, and again, they're, they're advanced. Um, but he doesn't bring anything that's like too overwhelmingly technologically advanced until we get to the cloak. And this is I don't want to get into like nitpick in, 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 in you know, uh, uh, shitting on the movie territory yet. But the cloak seems to be both more and less advanced than cloaks we've seen in previous movies. And a lot of things I picked again, I've watched it three times now. Uh, a lot of things that like normally predator jumps in water. What happens? The cloak shorts out, right? Yeah. But in this movie, it's leaping through streams and the cloak seems to be fine. But then when stuff brushes up against it, the cloak gets all like red and like tingly shorting out. Like, I don't know if that was just the director like that visual aesthetic or they're trying to show that this is a less better developed version of the cloak. I don't know. That was kind of my sticking point. But in general, uh, I thought the, they did a good job of dialing back the Predator Arsenal um he even like the, the signature weapon of the um the oh shit button of you know setting off a mini nuke in your wrist gauntlet uh is replaced with some bouncing betty mines yes i thought that was interesting um but to go back to your comment about the cloak here's yes. what i think okay when we see the cloak short out uh-huh. and and it's been a while since i've seen the other ones but in the first predator it shorts out because he jumps into over water over his head Okay, true. And the most water that this predator is in is like ankle deep. And sure, so sure. I'm I'm thinking like the the technology, like the the emitter or mm-hmm. whatever the device is that allows the predator to cloak is somewhere on the wrist gauntlet. And unless that gets submerged in water like anything, it won't okay. short. So that's what I think. And but I liked the whole if he gets hit thing it just sort of re it's like reactive it made a cool visual yeah yeah um but yeah the the i like how you call it the slap bracelet of doom um <laughs> that thing was badass it, uh, it, also when, when he first popped that up and he just uses it to like cut himself out of the uh the trap i was like wow that's a really specifically designed device but then it comes back in the movie and i'm like okay no I'm i'm with this now like i was hating on it i take back what i said i like this thing now because the next time we see it used is when uh, Naru, our, our hero, goes absolutely freaking savage on the, the last trapper and just cuts his leg off to use him as bait for the Predator. And I'm like, whoa, okay, nope, I'm back in. That thing's badass now. Well, because it, it was in the other guy's leg when yeah, she took yeah. it out. So you knew what it was capable yes. of she doing. She gets it out of Raphael's leg, yeah. Um, but the I liked the the tri spear gun thing um because i thought it was a cool idea for a projectile weapon that wasn't the plasma caster because like to me it goes along with the advancement of humans and guns mm-hmm. like they have projectile weapons but they haven't they're not plasma they did have a very 
Predator flintlock look to the design of it. Yeah. Um, and that he had to go retrieve his three bolts yep. to reuse them. Um, I liked the spear that split in half. Uh, the the net was oh, yeah, freaking the net brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my that, god. That might be the most brutal net kill we've seen in a predator movie. We've seen some yes. pretty brutal ones. Uh, but like everything he had was just like the right amount of technology, even the mask. It's advanced enough, but it looks so primitive. I okay. Two things. Uh, while we're talking predator tech. Um one, love the mask. And I love that it, the mask is still metal. He's just put bone over top of it. Um, and I love that it's it's the first time we've ever seen a mask that has the mandible still exposed. Yeah. That is cool. That is something I did not expect. But I, I and I love how again the the we've seen predators in other movies decorate their masks with stuff, but this one, because the entire front of the mask was covered with bone, made it look much more primal. Yes, and I think that kind of fit the theme of 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 what this movie was going for. Um, I do want to take it to task because so we're watching the movie and the lasers come out and then they like spread apart and then the arrow the the bolts hit and you, you know what I thought Predator had right like you know yeah. I thought we were finally getting a pred bow on film. Yes, and I sat up in my chair and I was like, oh my god, we're gonna see a pred bow. And no, we're not. It's a weird maglev um, bolt shooter thing, which is cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's not a pred bow, but it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not upset. It's fine. It's whatever. I thought the bow would have been much cooler, uh, especially if you, you're going to keep the same ending with the the uh, uh, with Naru using his own weapon against him. Her having the pred bow would have been cool. But... Wait, Scott, do you have the you have the sound bite? Which, he's he's not mad. Oh yeah, I'm not mad. It's fine. Oh uh, yeah, I got it right here. Uh, except for the fact that stuff's not in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> wait, just wait, wait for it. It'll be worth it. It will. One second. So yeah, I thought we were finally going to see a Predator bow on screen because I've been wanting to see one since like junior high. And then the video game gave us one and it's awesome in the video game. And I'm like, oh man, it'd be so cool to finally get to see one in person. And then the dude gets shot with bolts and I'm just like, oh my God, here we go. And then it wasn't and it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. It's cool. I'm not mad. It's fine. It's fine. Really? I'm not mad. <laughs> what is wrong? Hang on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Las Vegas, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, set it up again. I'm not. It's fine. It's cool. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. It's fine. It's cool. I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? I have nothing to be mad about. I have no reason to be upset about anything. Nothing at all. No reason to be upset at all. Yep, you said it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I liked I, how it, it gave us new Predator tech without like making it more advanced Predator tech, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, I liked, and I know that, it, and this is sort of goes with the same idea with the tech, and it, it's kind of shifting gears to a different thing that I liked. But, and it's like the Predator 
and they went back to this from the first one. The predator comes to the level at which they're fighting. Yes. Um, he takes out the rattlesnake, which I thought was awesome. Oh, sorry. The, the whole because we've seen this a bunch of like three times throughout the movie. I loved watching the predator just observe the ecosystem and and observing what species are prey and what species are the predator and like just watch because we see the whole rattlesnake thing and then the wolf and the rabbit and then it, it pays off uh, and i didn't pick up on this till my third watch through that's when it, it doesn't attack naru and the hunting party until it watches them take out the possum like just, just watching the predator observe the environment he's in and then go after like whatever the biggest thing was that was awesome and it, it also drove home one of the ideas of the movie that it's kind of cool that it did it, but also was one of the things I would like to change. And okay. he didn't he didn't immediately go after her because he considered her prey, not a predator. Right. Oh, yeah. So that that's one of my big sticking points. But we're not into the the stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. But, but I but, but I but I have to say, like like you have already touched on a lot of stuff that I I actually enjoyed about the movie and stuff, but. I would I would have to say one of the most enjoyable things that that I have in this movie is the fight with the wolf. Oh yeah. When he goes after the wolf, that in my opinion is the most fun fight of the movie. I thought the bear fight was pretty badass. Yeah, he flat out wrestles that bear, dude. <laughs> he does. He does. It's a great fight, but I like the wolf better. Okay. I like the wolf better because in my opinion, in that scene, the wolf is more of a defined character than the bear is in the bear fight. Okay. You know, um, cause so you know how I am with animals mm-hmm. and such like, like when, when uh, so when I first started watching this movie and this movie opens, the one text I got from Scott. If you've got the dog, and I'm like, so help me if this dog has to sacrifice himself for her, I'm fucking done. I'm pissed. Because <laughs> I don't like it when pets get hurt. Because I have pets. I'm an animal guy. I'm not a hunter. I know Jay, you know, the doc is a hunter. He goes out and callously murders innocent, innocent helpless victim animals all the time. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't, it doesn't bother me. Uh, but, because, uh, but, but I, I just, I anthropomorphize, you know, animals and pets usually too much, uh, especially in movies and stuff. And so it does get to me personally. Um, and so I just don't like it. Um, uh, but that's just me. I don't, I don't hold it to other people. That's just me. And so when I saw the dog, I'm like, oh shit, something's gonna happen to the dog. I'm gonna be pissed. But then you get to that scene with the wolf. Mm hmm. And I'm fine with it. Yes, the wolf dies. Spoiler. Um, but, and yes, I did anthropomorphize the wolf, but so does the movie. The yeah. movie puts that wolf, that wolf is in control of its destiny. That wolf is not quote unquote innocent. That wolf is a predator. That wolf is a hunter. That wolf is apex. And that's why the predator is fighting it. That is a beautiful that scene until it literally comes smack into the predator. Well, yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's still completely outclassed. No, no, so like it, it, it is the master of its environment yes. until it yes. literally yes. runs into the predator. It does, yes, but then it, it it stops, it staggers, and it starts thinking, and it's like shit, something's going something's going down here, and he starts circling, and both predators are sizing each other up. And, you get, and he he go doesn't go down he doesn't go down without a fight. Mm-hmm. 
and he he hurts the predator a little bit. Mm-hmm. He gets a hit in, but then the predator, of course, does what the predator does, and of course, he wins the fight with it uh, and, and everything. That scene with the wolf is probably my favorite scene in this movie. I also, there's another moment I really appreciated with the the first sequence where we see um, the ant crawling up the predator's foot, and then the mouse grabs the ant, and then the rattlesnake attacks the the rat. And then starts to slither off, and then it stops, and turns, and starts to rattle because even though the predator is cloaked, yeah. it recognizes the predator is there. Yeah, it knows there's something there. That was awesome. Yeah, because one of the things in this movie, like Jay pointed out, is that the predator is starting. It, it's literally the the director has has the predator starting at the bottom of the food chain, and it starts escalating up to humans. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you got the ant to the rat to the rabbit or sorry, to the snake, to the rabbit, to the wolf, to the bear. To the, it, it escalates all the way through. It's kind of like a weird predator version of falling down. But uh, <laughs> It's a predator who just had one bad day. It's one bad day. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, so I love that. If I had to pick one thing I love about that movie, it's this approach that, that the director is taking. So you've got the title of the movie is Prey, and then you, you know you're li- literally the the predator is on this brand new planet, and 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 this I think is what the linchpin of of showing us that this is the first time a predator has been to Earth is because it's cataloging yes. the, the the hierarchy uh, and, and everything. But when it gets to the wolf, like that showdown with the wolf, I love that. Yeah, that I was think, awesome. Yeah, I think that was the first time I fully became engaged with this movie. Was that scene with the wolf? I do love how it changes up tactics. Because, um, like I said, you know, it 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 sort of lays in wait for the snake, and it it observes with the wolf. When it comes to the bear, it just <laughs> full out WWE fucking wrestles. <laughs> like it literally ends the fight by body slamming the bear. Yeah. It was awesome. And the visual of holding the bear up while its blood drips down and it makes the predator visible because the blood is dripping on the predator, that was an awesome visual. Uh, CGI was a bit dodgy, but it was a cool visual. Yeah. That just reminded me of the the quote from uh, her brother from the movie yeah. where he's like, you chose this to be <laughs> your thing? Yep. Like, this is what you decided to hunt? You want to hunt this thing that hunts you? Uh, yeah. You chose this for your <clears throat> Kutamiya, and I apologize to anyone of the Comanche Nation listening to me trying to butcher your language. Uh, I watched it the third time with subtitles on so I could write some of the stuff down. Doesn't mean I'm going to pronounce it differently. And, and the uh, dog, which we can all agree that dog is the very best good boy. Yes. Uh, the the dog's name is Sorry, not Sammy. <laughs> The first time, I swear to God, I thought she called the dog Sammy. I was very confused. Sorry, S-A-R-I-I is the uh, name of the, the very best good boy. And, and since you, you, you... Sorry, go ahead. Is there a translation for that? I haven't looked it up yet, uh, or I haven't been able to find it yet. I thought it would be like, you know, dog or something or friend or whatever. Uh, there is not a very good Comanche to English translator I can find on Google. So uh, but I tasked you, sir, with trying to find what the hell that means. Until otherwise, I will assume that means very best good boy. Um, 
and I, I don't want to transition into the bad, but you touched on it. Go ahead. Go ahead. We go. can go. Yeah. Um, so one thing that kind of bothered me is that they were speaking English. And, like, I understand they were speaking Comanche, but it was English. Well, and, there's a and Comanche, I know that there's, there's I know there's two versions. Yeah. But I didn't know that the first time I watched it. And I was like, you know, I I could watch this. If if they if it was in Comanche with subtitles, I would still watch it and it would have helped me engross myself more in the movie. Um, I guess it wasn't a huge sticking point, but it was a sticking point that like. The version we watched was in English and I I know there's a Comanche version and I'm wondering, does the Comanche version have subtitles in English? Yes, it does. Okay, so maybe if I watch it again, the, the Comanche version is is every time they speak, they are speaking Comanche. Um, and the I'll say, I'll say this: the the trappers in every version are speaking French, and the subtitles for the trappers are in French. Nice. So you cannot turn subtitles on and understand what the trappers are saying, which that's is the, great. That's yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that I think is the saving point of it because so the Comanche are speaking English. When we're, if you're watching the English dub, they're speaking in English. But within context of the story, they're speaking Comanche. Yes. So they don't understand the trappers. The trappers don't understand them except for the one guy because um, plot. Uh, so that, I think, is the saving grace. Because if everyone was speaking English throughout the whole thing, I'd be with you, Jay. It'd, it'd be a little wonky. But because – and it does start out. The, the very first few lines are in Comanche. When the screen yeah. is blank before it comes up, are in Comanche. And then it – sort of like transitions into English. Well, apparently the director kept calling it the uh, Hunt for Red October thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he was going to go for, but it didn't work out. See, I was fine with it. I'm completely fine with it. I got what they were doing. It doesn't bother me. I'm fine with a movie where characters are supposed to be speaking a different language, but they're speaking English because I don't want to fucking read, you know, uh, all this dialogue and stuff. And that's fine. It does not. It doesn't take me out because I know what they're doing. That being said, one of my favorite movies is The Admiral. And if you've never seen it, you really should. Okay. Uh, because it's about uh, a a Dutch admiral who fights the French and the English. Um, Miguel de Ruder, I believe his name is, and the entire movie is everybody is speaking the language they're supposed to speak, which is Dutch. There's some French. There's some English when you get to British officers, and there are no subtitles. It's a wonderful movie, and you can follow it 100% with no subtitles. Huh. It's fine. It's, it's, it, 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 it is a beautiful bit of filmmaking. But just throwing that out there. Anyway, but I was fine with it. I watched the English version, and I, it, it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah, like I said, it's it's not a major hang-up. It was just kind of one of those things where, like, I guess I half expected it to be subtitled. And then it cool. wasn't, and I was like, okay. And then I found out later there was a Comanche version, which I don't know if I'd prefer to watch, but I would watch it with in command like with subtitles i I would say this if everyone who was in the film spoke comanche as their native language 
I'd be fine with it. But since all the actors in this spoke English as a native language, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, my only thing with subtitles, I'd rather watch subtitles if you're forcing actors to speak a language that isn't their first language, because then it, it, the dialogue always sounds stilted and they can't, they're not focused on the performance or focused on trying to pronounce the words correctly. Um, or if it's a shitty ass, like, uh, Italian movies were notorious for everyone would just speak whatever language was native to you and we'll just dub the whole thing later and nothing ever like matches up the lip movements because that takes me out of the movie. When uh, you spaghetti know, westerns are awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, people spoke four languages and we just dubbed it all into English later and none of their lips match up correctly and it's fine. Uh, except it's not because it distracts me. So um, I think they handled it pretty well. And again, if you're with Jay, um, no going into this, you can go watch it in Comanche with English subtitles. So, but just know that the French will still be subtitled in French. I love that, detail. which which is great. Yes, <laughs> I love so, that. I love yeah. the fact that you can't understand a word no, that they're unless saying. Unless you speak you... French, you're not going to get what they're saying. So the yeah. only the first, so real quick before yeah, we get too far away from, from yeah. this, um, the only thing I can find, and it's not like really official or anything, is that Sari, spelled S A R I I, is Comanche uh, First Nation tribe from the southwestern states of America. It is a known term for dog. Okay. Literally, the dog's name is Dog. It's perfect. For a dog. He's, he's the perfect goodness boy. And the reason for that um, is the. Apparently, the inspiration for Sorry in this movie comes from Mad Max mm-hmm. when he has a dog named Dog. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the entire reason. And uh, also, in in doing some research here, real quick, while you all were were, were chatting, um, uh, I guess some of the early cuts of the movie, you know, uh, that the director showed to family and friends while in pre-production and, and the edit process and stuff, you know, it, it, it gets shown to the close knit circle, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, apparently one of the main feedbacks is we want more of sorry. We want more of sorry. <laughs> and, uh, the director was like, uh, I, I get what you're saying, but literally we're showing every usable bit of footage of sorry, because apparently the dog that they had was not the easiest dog to work with. Wow. <laughs> so like every bit of usable footage they got is in the movie. Always leave him wanting more. That dog is smart. He knows when they make prey too, they're coming to the dog. <clears throat> <laughs> so sorry just is literally the i guess a a pop a, a common comanche term for dog thank nice. you scott yeah. See, we all learned something today whether we wanted to or not just like scott likes um actually my entire goal is to edificate you against your will <laughs> uh, <clears throat> i didn't i didn't know if you wanted to jump into the Next thing, I think Scott and I have agreement on the next thing that I'm gonna yeah, that I was go gonna for bring it. up. Yeah. Um, could you like, could you not hit us over the head with "I'm a girl"? Oh God, yes, thank you. I can't do the same things as everybody else. No, like, no, no, no. no. So, so I agree yeah. with you, but you're you're stating it a little wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, we're on the same page. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we're on the same page. So the entire first act of this movie pisses me off because we get hit over the head with it's not the I'm a girl, I can't do things. It's the you're a girl, you can't do the same things as men. We have to show a strong girl character archetype because she's being pushed down by everybody else. 
Like, I hate that. That 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 cliche is so played out. It's so done. Just just get over your damn self. Like literally See, the, the 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 relationship with her brother. Oh, you're a girl. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a master hunter. I'm a blah 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 blah. blah. Fuck that. Um, also, a, a thing that I didn't like with this movie was um, with with her basically, you know, complaining all the time that she wanted to be more than just what she was. I have yeah. no problem with her wanting to be more. I have no problem with her training to be more. I have no problem with her doing everything she can to be more than what she does. But as a Comanche female in the time period of the movie, she would have served her role. You know, she would have accepted her role completely. She may have done more on the side, but we didn't need that scene. Like, like, like most of this first act of this movie, we don't need at all we, we we just really don't because it's too cliched of that whole you're a girl you're not a man you can't do man shit let me let me um, jump in real quick because yeah, i'm i'm half with you guys um the whininess gets annoying uh and that's any movie ever i mean i love Luke skywalker but he gets whiny and annoying sometimes too um my my issue is that this movie seems like it has one it's trying to have one foot on each side of this because no one flat out says you can't be a hunter. Like there's no yeah. scene of like the tribe saying you can't do this. You're a girl. Yeah. Like no one says no. you yeah. can't. Yeah. So so the, there's no establishment of you're going against what you're supposed to be. Her mom kind of tries to talk her. Hey, there's a lot of other stuff you're good at. Why why do, why is it so important to you to be a hunter? Yeah. My my problem there, and, and even her brother is her brother is totally on her side until she fucks up. He's, you know, when she she tags along with the hunting party, and she's like, yeah, she's a good tracker, and she knows the medicine. Just keep her along, guys. And her plan to, to take out the lion, he he follows that and tells her, hey, you had a good plan, and you see things I don't. Like, even her brother is with her until he has to. You know, there's that scene where she knocks herself out, and we're told, you know, your brother had to carry you back. Your brother doesn't need you. That's when her brother is like, look, you tried to be a hunter. It's fine. You're just not good at it. Just just let it go. Like, the only drive for her to, I have to do this and prove yeah. this, is, is yeah. her. And my issue with that is we need some reason of why is it so important to her. And all we get is, quote, and I hate this quote because it's so cringe, because no one, or what did she say? Because you think I can't. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no one, no one said that. No one said you didn't have abilities. Yeah. Like, and there, well, there's, there's, a, there's a moment right around there when she's, she's using, she's sharpening her axe and her mom says, Oh, your, your father gave you that to do something else with it. Like, so if they would, and I thought that's where we were going to get her motivation is like her dad was the former war chief and, and she wants to live up to her dad or, you know, some motivation there of why is it so important to her to do this? And we don't, we don't get anything other than because you think I can't, if you would have given us a stronger motivation for that, I would have bought into the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with the way it was written. Like, like they could have made it a little different, but they kept leaning heavily into the cliche. But in my opinion, so you're right. Never once do we get the whole thing. You're a girl. You need to stay in your place. We don't get it blatantly stated to us. We get it through subtext and nuance and behavior. We get it a little more blatant from the, the like hunting party than we do her brother. Mm hmm. You know, and stuff, although he is a smug asshole, and you know what, fuck him. Um, but we, but what solidifies it 
is the whole thing and and this this comes down to the crux of the core of the storytelling okay and and jay touched on it earlier and the fact that throughout this whole thing the predator never sees her as a threat he sees her as prey not predator and he ignores her every chance he gets and literally in my opinion the only reason she's able to beat the predator is because the predator is a misogynistic bastard <laughs> okay uh, again i'm half with you on that because uh, no the, the film flat out tells you hold on i wrote this quote down so i wouldn't mess it up um the whole thesis of this is okay um that's what makes me dangerous you can't see that I'm killing you, and it won't either. Yes, that is the entire crux of this movie, um, is is that no one sees her as a threat, and that's why she's able to win. Totally with you on that. I'm a little less on board of the Predator being misogynistic, because the times Predator sees her is when she's floating down the river after almost being killed by a bear. She's tied up and held captive by her, the rest of the hunting party. She has no weapon. She doesn't do anything. She just runs away. Uh, when she's caught in the French trap, literally leg caught in the trap, can't move. Those are the times. And, oh, and then when she's tied to the tree with her brother, those are the times Predator sees her leading up to the end battle. So I kind of understand why Predator doesn't think she's a big threat at that point. Yeah. And the, well, the only reason he chases her out of the woods with the hunting party after he kills the whole hunting party is because she did attack him. Like, she did have a weapon at that point in time. She has her tomahawk back, yeah. Yeah. And so that's when he sees her as a threat. But like you said, all those other times she was unarmed. But it's it's not coming after her. It's coming after the other guy that meets her in the uh, the wheat field. Well, he was chasing she, she, her, though. She, she runs into him, and then he pops up. Yeah, but he was chasing her to begin with. Okay. He wouldn't have been in that field unless he okay. was chasing her. That's yeah. Okay. That's the way I saw it anyway. That's fine. Um, I'm not disagreeing. But yeah, I I'm I'm also kind of with Scott like the whole thing of like he not the misogynistic part, but he's just like misogynistic bastard. Yeah, right. <laughs> um but yeah, that was kind of like my hang up like and like you said John, if if there was some sort of background, like maybe the dad had to take her hunting as well. Like he, she would tag along, you know, Oh, I want to go hunt and like tag along. Um, yeah. Or maybe yeah, dad took her out one time and then dad got killed by something. And so she, whatever, something they well, gave yeah. us the dead dad storyline. And at the tomahawk yep. came from her dad. So I kept waiting for that to have more of an impact than, than we ever saw. And maybe there's a deleted scene somewhere that explains it. I don't know, but. Well, I, I disagree. I don't even think we need stuff like that. Okay. Like, like, like as, as you know, looking at the Comanche society, you know, and, and everything of the period that the movie takes place. Um, like everybody had their roles, you know, and their roles weren't defined because of like standard stereotypes. They were defined by practical experience of survival. So if you just had her going about her daily business, doing the role of a female in Comanche society in the 19th century or the, or the, actually it's not the 19th, 18th. 
or yes, 18th century uh, and, and stuff and just doing her thing. But then once she was done with her daily chores, she just went out and trained and, you know, hunted to be the best warrior to protect. That way she was fit to fight and protect her tribe when it was attacked, which was common. Like, like just because women weren't hunters that they, they took care of, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the more, I guess you could say, quote unquote, domestic aspects of life. They weren't active hunters. Doesn't mean they couldn't fight. They were fierce fighters when attacked. Or that they weren't allowed to. Yeah. Which is, and that's my problem is there's the base assumption that she's not allowed to do this yet. Never once does anyone say you're not allowed to do this. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 but it's heavily implied. Yes. It's because we're projecting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Because we have to lean into that story, storytelling cliche of you're a girl. You can't do this. That doesn't need to exist anymore, especially with this story. Like literally she is a Comanche female. Hell yes. She can fight. She just knows there's a time and a place for her to fight. Is it her job to go out and hunt? No, it's not her job, but she can still fucking fight. Now, if they, you know, they, they, they send, you know, she goes out or whatever, and because she knows medicine and she's out, there's plenty of other ways you could write it to where she's the one that figures out that they're being hunted mm-hmm. and yeah. that they, they're there under attack and they need to defend themselves. And she's trying to convince everybody else of that. Yeah. That aspect could have been written much better. Act one of this movie is annoying. It's a cliche. It's a cliche that needs to die in Hollywood. And and and, and it's, it's my least favorable, you know, the whole thing. And like I said, the whole time, the, 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 the predator literally ignores her, just walks past her because he doesn't consider her apex. He doesn't consider a, a predator. Because she's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Again, I don't think her gender comes into it, but no, no, he doesn't. I, he doesn't know she's a girl, but but that that's that's what they're trying to convey to the audience. That, uh, that's that's the well, meta. And, and again, I, I'm half with you because yes, the movie very very what it tells you exactly. This is what makes me dangerous. You can't see that I'm killing you. It won't either. That is the exact thesis. If this movie was a paper, that's its thesis. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, the, I'm also would, with you. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Jay. I, I was just gonna say the the biggest moment of nobody telling her she can't do that is when she just like throws down her gathering supplies and gets her hunting equipment and starts walking out into the woods and nobody stops her. Yeah, yeah. It's, people it's look at be, her, but like it's supposed it's to be this huge be triumphant this empower- moment. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. She's but literally just... walking against all the other ladies going out to gather. And, and again, again, under different circumstances could be a very powerful scene. But in this, it's just like, OK, there she goes again. See ya. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah, uh, I also like... I can't wait for someone to dub in the song from Disney's Beauty and the Beast or the uh, There Goes That Girl Bell song. You know, yes. The whole town is talking about how weird Bell is like someone's going to loop that in. There goes that girl, Naru. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. It's like so one of the one of the tenets and 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 you know a lot of there's a lot of people in Hollywood and and stuff that are trying to go against norms they're trying to bring in all this 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 other other stuff and and stuff like this where they're trying to make 
powerful female roles. Like this is this is a joke for a powerful female role. I've seen powerful and and confident female roles, and this is just this is just pandering. This is just half-assed bullshit. It, it, it's cliched. It's annoying. It's tired. It's done. We should be over this by now. Yet it's still here. And and as much as I enjoy, like I said, Act Two and Act Three of this movie, mm-hmm. um, Act One is just it's it's annoying. You know what? Friday the Thirteenth does a strong female role better than this movie does. I still don't agree that it's a bad female role. I, I, again, I, my issue, especially it's very heavy in Act One, is again, if you're gonna tell us that she's going against societal norms, you have to tell us she's going against. Don't don't imply it or expect us to project our own uh, stuff onto it. Because again, this is a movie, and it, it's a movie involving a killer alien from outer space that can become invisible. I'll believe whatever you tell me to believe, movie, but you have to tell me this is how the things are. And the movie never tells us this is how things are. It tells us that she wants to be a hunter because she wants to be, and okay, cool. And no one seems to really have that much of an issue with it until she tries to hunt and she screws up. And then she wants to go back out, and her mom's like, no, your brother, I have to go back to, to save Tabe. He needs me. And she's like, no, if Tabe needed you, he wouldn't have brought you back here. Which is, first of all, savage burn, mom. Yeah. <laughs> if your brother needed you, he wouldn't have brought you home. Ouch! Get her some burn cream. Um, but again, set that up that there's... And, and my, my biggest issue with, with the character of Nauru is, again, there's no... Uh, uh, definitive reason for why is it she wants to be a hunter and if the, the reason is going to be because you don't think i can then you've got to show us more of that um because everyone who seems to be important except for you know the the misogynist dicks in the hunting party is like what are you here we, we're not going to be here long enough to need to cook okay fine whatever like her brother's all for it he's like yeah sure you want to go hunt cool let's go hunt like like and her mom's like her mom never forbades her from hunting. She's just like, there's a lot of other stuff you're good at. Do you want to maybe do some of that? No. Why is it always got to be hunting with you? Um, and that's like, that's a total mom thing. But like, there's plenty of people out there decrying the character as being a Mary Sue. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a Scott Cox tangent here. And if you think that this character is a Mary Sue, look up what a Mary Sue is and don't stop just like regurgitating what the internet told you. Because this character is far from a Mary Sue. You may have issues with the character, but she is not in any way, shape, or form a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue is a character who is immaculately great at everything they ever try to do always and never screw up and never make a mistake, and they're perfect at everything. That's a Mary Sue. She's not a Mary Sue. She fucks up throughout the entire movie. What makes her a hero is she learns from her mistakes and uses that to overpower, well, not overpower, but outsmart the Predator. Sorry, yeah. I'm, just, I'm so sick of hearing people in reviews and, and on the internet calling her a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue is not just a synonym for a strong female character, and I don't like that, so I'm going to call her a Mary Sue. Fuck yeah. you. Learn what a Mary Sue really is. Yeah, but I also I Sorry. also don't think that she completely over you know outsmarts the Predator. Like, the, the Predator's ignoring of her is self-defeating. Like she does her part, she figures out what she needs to figure out, but also the predator's, you know, behavior does kind of undermine his own success. This predator's well, kind of dumb. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm third viewing. I, yeah, this, this predator's not the smartest tool in the shed. No, he's not. 
Well, I think that... Sorry, go ahead. I I was just going to say, I think that goes back to this being the first time Predators, hopefully what is the first time Predators are on Earth, or at least the first time this Predator's on humans and so he doesn't know quite yet what is or is not a threat what does and does not constitute a threat and i think he's learning and the one thing that it's not like the predator sees her standing at the camp at the end at the big climax she takes the magical herb the magical um uh, mcguffin herb it has a name hold on hold on it has a name so while, he's, while he's looking that up real quick, um, I, I, I choose to see this predator as because, like he said, it's not the smartest predator. I kind of see this predator as like, you know, the the the, the like, you know, uh, uh, you know, underdeveloped little brother of all the other predators. And he's like, I want to go over here. And I'm like, no, there's nothing there. And, you know, like like if you if you pulled back and did a whole like short of of this predator as being like the runt of the litter of the predators, you know. <laughs> You know, that's, like, that's like, just like, Steve. Oh, okay. Exactly. That's yeah, just Steve. 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 Yeah. Where do you want to go, Steve? I want to go to Earth. Oh my oh, God. Okay, what Steve. happened is <laughs> Gary, who is, is, is the older brother predator, got the minivan for the night, but he had to take his little brother, Steve, along. So at the beginning, when you see the predator ship fly low and the door opens up, that's the big brother kicking out Steve. Here, go play over in the sandbox. Here, we'll, here. We'll yeah, get exactly. you before Gary, Gary, I want to go kill some things, Gary. Okay, Steve. Okay. So, Steve. And then, you know, then Gary's Gary's best friend, like George, is like, dude, you can't take him to where we're going. He's like, oh, that's fine. We'll just put him on this backwater planet. There's nothing really dangerous there. Yeah. And so then they so. drop off Steve, and Steve's like, I'm going to kill a rattlesnake. Gary will be so proud. Look at all the skulls I'm collecting. And, oh shit! She killed me, son of a bitch. So at the end, when we uh, oh. yeah the the end credit tease yeah uh, when we see the predator ships come back that that that's mom uh, when when Gary the older brother came back with the minivan and Steve wasn't there that's mom coming back to where's my son Steve 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 you're out oh past curfew you're God. in so much trouble. Gary, I swear to God, if anything happened to Steve, you're grounded. <laughs> uh, if he gets hurt, it's coming out of your allowance, Gary. Um, uh, yeah, Mom, but we got this cool pistol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, oh, we'll get to no, that. I, like, like yeah. she takes that herb and she's actually hidden from him. So at that oh, point, yeah. it's not she's. It's not that he's ignoring her. Yeah, he literally can't see her. Yeah. He literally can't yeah. see her, but then yes, he does yes. fight her when yes. yes, but but there's there's several instances before that where he literally just walks past her. And again, well, she's yeah. not a threat in those situations. Exactly. Right. Because he's yeah. a misogynistic bastard. No, she's literally not a threat. Okay, anyway. It's, uh that or the the herb is called the orange tatsia. T-O-T-S-I-Y-A. Um I don't know if it's real or not. Um, uh, but uh, I was just going to say real quick before yeah. we jump into anything else that's awesome, which mm-hmm. I think we're going to with the pistol. Probably. Um, I want to go back to what you said, okay. John, about uh, dodgy CGI. Um, <laughs> it's it's like it's like Disney was like, all right, just put the B team on it. Like make the movie awesome, but put B team CGI. Well, like th- yeah. That's the only area where this film was clearly you can tell. Okay, they were just making this to put on Hulu. Okay, yeah, and and, and and the CGI throughout the entire movie is not bad. It's just there's a few spots where like okay, clearly 
the budget went somewhere else. They were the like, Steves of uh, Skywalker Light the, and Sound or whatever. <laughs> the the wet bear. Uh, clearly, the budget was put elsewhere because uh, yeah. But again, uh, yeah. some of the seeds, like the cloak effect on the Predator, looks great throughout. Um, like it's not all bad CGI, but there's right. some pretty dodgy CGI. Uh, we've the spent too much good. money Sorry. on his. Uh, we spent too much money on the cloaking and the ships <laughs> and the lightning, uh, and the the bouncing Bettys. Um, so the bear is just gonna look like a the wet bear. dog. Bear, cut cut back on the bear. It's it's fine. It'll be yeah. all right. Don't render it fully. It's gonna take up too much, too much time and too much space on the computer to render that. Just uh, do what you can. Oh boy! So, uh, uh, like, um, good. The the orange tutsia flower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know it, it. While it's it, there is. I don't think that there is a specific flower in real life that is called that it exists in the prey universe or the the, the predator mm-hmm. universe um uh it shares ma- many similarities with the calendula plant um uh, uh which was used during the civil war for both culinary and medicinal purposes um so i i, I well, without being able to dig further, I honestly think it's a family of plants that they kind of distilled into, you know, uh, right. the the king's root, the, the king's root of this uh, <laughs> uh, of this, this this franchise. So yeah, yeah. it's also why right. it's orange, so, you, so that it's clearly visible every time that there's an orange flower, you understand what they're referencing back to. Right. Yes. Because when you you eat the orange tootsie roll flower, yes. And- <laughs> Turn invisible to the predator. Got it. See, All that's right. actually another deep Predator Two cut. Uh, when that kid in Predator Two at the cemetery offers a predator candy, you know, want some candy? He's actually offering him an orange tootsie roll. So that's and there you go. Ah, so, I don't know if that's orange orange fact, So predators can't see the color orange, and if you eat the color <laughs> orange, you, you become invisible. Be yeah. Right. So, so just you down eat the Crayola orange. orange crayons, and you're fine. Yes. It's, All right. Good to just know. like Green Lantern in the color yellow. Yeah. Well, Silver Age Green Lantern. All Green Lanterns. No, uh, sorry. Can't touch Golden Age yeah. Green Lantern and the color Silver Age is how Jordan. Golden. All, all the Green Lanterns can't touch yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, cartoons hey, taught me. Well, but but the Golden Age also had a weakness against wood, which means he could literally be defeated by a number two pencil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if any cartoon uh, has taught me anything, uh, it's that no Green Lantern can ever touch the color yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Golden Age, how about that gold-plated flintlock pistol? Hey, let's talk huh? about the thing that this movie sure did work in. Uh, and I was super excited in- until the movie ended, and I was like, uh, hey, wait a minute, guys. Um, so, yeah, yeah. it is... <laughs> As soon as the year popped up on screen that this movie is set in 1719, uh, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, is this going to be where the flintlock comes from? If you don't know what the flintlock is, at the end of Predator 2, when Danny Glover has defeated the city hunter and the rest of his clan shows up to claim his body, um, Danny Glover's, first of all, surprised they're not, they're not killing him. Uh, but right before the the clan leader walks off, he pulls out a flintlock pistol, tosses it to him and says, take it. Uh, and at the end of the film, Danny Glover looks up. There's an inscription on it that says uh, it's a name, Raphael something, 1715. 
So as soon as the year popped up, I was like, oh, are we going to like, is this going to be somehow the origin of, of that? And then throughout the movie, I'm looking for, okay, well, there's plenty of flintlock pistols. And then, okay, there's that guy's got the gold-plated one. I'll, I'll bet that's going to be it. And then um, uh, I, I incorrectly thought the clan leader predator had a broken tusk. So towards the end, when she when she pulls out the tusk from the predator, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're doing it. But then she kills the predator, and she takes the gun. So do we like the gun being in this, Jay? Tell me. I okay, I did because I thought it was a cool Easter egg. Okay. But then it kind of lays the groundwork of okay, how did the gun get back in the possession of yeah. the predators? Which which is fine. And now you have two options, okay? You can tell that story, which well, would be fine. I would be totally fine with a movie that involves that. It doesn't have to circuit like completely revolve around that but i'd like i'd be okay with it or you could do the um star wars maz katana that's a story for another time well, and never talk about it again but 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 it's covered in this movie in the post credits well that's not the post credits yeah. scene but the post credit yeah. animations yeah, again post credit yeah oops yeah, they actually like like if you gotta pay attention to the post credit animations, mm-hmm. like like they they touch on it. Like you see the ship coming back and 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 everything. There there's no there's no actual animation of them giving the 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 flintlock back. I don't I don't think. No, there's not. Yeah, Literally, they come back. It, yeah. it ends with it's her holding the head and, and yay, and then the title comes up and then it cuts back to that and they point off. To the sky and it moves the the camera kind of moves over pans over you see lightning in the sky and then the three predator ships come back down again yeah yeah and th- so yes you could a infer from that that the predators uncharacteristic uncharacteristically came back down and slotted all the commanders into the pistol <sighs> that's not what predators do uh the, see, the, the, I, didn't, the, the, I didn't get that well, that's what that's one explanation for how yeah. does because again the, the problem with the pistol isn't that the pistols here. I'm fine with that. I thought we were getting what was sort of essentially like an origin for the clan leader from Predator Two, as I thought what we were building up to, and that we were finally going to see a Predator movie where the Predator wins. It's like that's going to be cool. We don't. Um, so then I was like, okay, well now you've introduced the pistol. You, you, it's sort of like, and I'm going to make a bad sports analogy. You, you had to get a first down or, or you had a chance to get a touchdown here uh, and you carried it two yards because um, uh, you didn't get the ball across into the end zone. You, you, you picked the ball up, you picked up the pistol and you carried it a couple yards and then you, you dropped it uh, because we're not there yet. It does not directly tie into that. And and that sets off all kinds of fucking uh, Prometheus PTSD for me of <laughs> you, you didn't answer the question. You just kicked the ball down the field a little bit more. Um because now we still have to explain, okay, well, how did it, again, how did it get from Nauru to a predator? And this movie does not answer that question. You can, you can infer and make up your own headcanon, but this movie does not answer that. This movie does not give you a definitive on-screen answer. You're right. When I watched that, because you made the comment, you know, when you're watching those, those, those credit, um, uh, the painting thing, animations, the paint pictures. Yeah. When you're watching those, and I've heard you're the second person that I've heard say this. 
um, that the predators come back and kill everybody and take the pistol. I I didn't get that when I saw that. I saw the predators coming. I saw the final scene from Predator Two when the predators come back and they 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 quote the unquote, body. talk to the people. They claim the body and there there's a peaceful exchange. So I saw in my head the predators come back. They take the body, and and uh, Nehru gives them the pistol. Just like he gives the pistol back to the humans at the end of Predator 2. And that like, would be cool, but show it yeah. to me. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But but what I'm saying is that's what I see in my head. I I didn't see the they come back and kill everybody and no, take and, and the it, pistol. And I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that's one explanation. Because again, no, it all, all it shows is the ship's coming back. Yeah, it doesn't show anything after that. So, no, I mean, yeah. it, and again, it would not be characteristic of the predators to come. Oh, we're mad at you and slaughter the village. Yeah. That's not how predators operate. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> uh, what I have, what I have loved to see a post-credit sequence of the predators coming back, just like you know, at the end of Predator Two, mm-hmm. where they take the body and as a peace offering or as a sign of respect, she gives them the pistol, which would bookend. The, the 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 scene at the end of Predator Two where they come back get the body and they give the pistol back. Mm-hmm. God, yes, that would have been awesome. That would have been, been cool. Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool as shit. Um, we didn't see that on screen, but but in my head, that's the way it happened. Uh, while we're talking about things that would be cool as shit, and I don't know if I'm jumping the shark here, but what I think Prey did mm-hmm. is it it opened up a potential for the possibility of more one-off predator movies set in different eras at different locations. Well, if by jumping the shark, you mean jumping ahead. Yes, you are, sir, but I'm fine with where you're going. Um, um, Cause I, I like, think we've kind of shot our load on, on this film itself. Is there any other like, you know, standout thing you want to talk about? We haven't gotten to for this film in general. Not really. That Anything I you love or hate. You want to make sure we talk about. Uh, let's see here. Uh, cliche woman, misogynistic bastard. Uh, no, think... high note, Scott. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, I uh, have one thing I want to talk about, and it's it's, it's something I noticed the first time, and it it go it'll be quick. It fits into the it's very much on what we were already on, which is you had a cool opportunity and didn't do anything with it. It's sort of like the pistol. <clears throat> um. So we see the predator getting dropped off, kind of, but. We hear multiple thunderclaps that are not caused by a storm. So and again, I, I attract this on, on my third watch through because I'm, I'm I'm that guy. Um, so the first one is when she she comes across the deer in the woods, and there's the thunder crack and it scares off the deer. And then shortly after is when she hears the other thunder crack, looks up in the sky and sees the ship kind of coming in. So I thought they were low key planting that there are two predators that were dropped off. And there is not. And I did not like that. That is all I have to say about that. Um, I'm glad it was just one, to be fair. Is the well, only I thought, time, I thought the only that time would, we see... Sorry. I thought that would pay off at the end when she kills the predator. I thought that's where we would then see another one decloak and, and do what Scott did, take the body up and... and, and uh, get our pistol exchange. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to say, the only time we see more than one 
Predator dropped off is in Alien versus Predator. So I'm well, okay there's with multiple there Predators in Predators. We don't see them getting dropped off, but there's there's multiple in yes. that camp. Right. But well, I mean, yeah. Um, now that you mention it, one thing that did kind of take me a little bit out of this movie, mm-hmm. you know, when I was watching it was when she is hunting the deer and the deer gets spooked and then she starts chasing the deer. And apparently Nehru can run pretty freaking fast because she is pacing yep. a deer. Parkour. Jay? With, with, Jay? with no, the dog. With the dog. With the dog. Jay, you hunt deer. You, you're, no, you're a hunter no, and everything. No, um, no. How often do you do you have a deer take flight on you and you just take off through the woods and run as fast as a deer? Never. That's never going to happen. You're not. No. The problem there is... Nero has like a 45 mile per hour ground speed. He's got... The problem there is, as much as I love her, uh, Brandy can't quite run pace like uh, Sari does. Uh, because Sari is literally uh, uh, running point, is running flank yeah. on the deer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what Brandy's supposed to do, right, Jay? But she's Brandy and she's too lazy, right? That's the I'm only not... thing stopping you from doing that. Well, right? yeah, I'm, right. Yeah, the I'm not thing. even talking about Brandy because because Jay's dog. And we're talking about Jay's dog, Brandy, which is uh, I'm I'm sorry, Jay. What breed is she? I don't know. A Vishla. A Vishla. 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 But yeah, uh, she's from Clan Vishla. She's from- <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so so Jay has a Mandalorian dog, which is beautiful. I love it. A man dog. A man she, dog. Yes. She keeps her she keeps her armor in a special closet. <laughs> she, she she's got a really sweet helmet. Uh, lets her ears flop out from the side. She's too afraid to wear it though, because it makes God, noise. Yes, yes anyway. it clanks when she walks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Her. So so like like Jay. Um, so Jay, like you and Brandy, right? Yeah. In in her prime, I'm a, I know she's a, she's a bit of an older dog. She's in retirement, and and that's good. But like in her prime, when she was in her hunting prime, could you have outrun her? No, no, <laughs> no, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, not how yeah. is pacing a doe in in full out flight. Like, I saw that, and I'm like, what? How fast is she running? 40, 45 miles an hour there? And don't forget all those cool slides she does through the Oh, movie. yes. Yes. Um, oh, yes. I, I did want to mention one thing that John yes. brought up, and I just want to say how freaking savage it was, and no pun intended, um, that she ripped out the tusk and stabbed him. With oh, her. yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, holy brutal. shit. Yep. Uh, I, and then I said, I turned to Megan and I was like, did she just rip out one of his mandibles and stab him with it? Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, so. Well, and again, that's what, and I, I went back and watched Predator 2 again, but I, I could have sworn the clan leader Predator at the end of 2 had a broken tusk. So when she reached up and, and either pulled out or cracked off part of the tusk, that's when my mind clicked and I thought like, oh, are we getting like the origin of the clan leader? That'd be, no, we're not. So. Uh, but again, I can't be fair mad at a movie for what it's not, because that's not what the movie was ever supposed to yeah. be. So, but some areas where it could have been awesome, uh, and again, the pistol thing could have been awesome, but we didn't we didn't pay it off, uh, which frustrates me. Um, so then, then we will go on to Jay. So given so Prey has had a very good rollout. 
Uh, it's getting very positive reviews for the most part. Uh, obviously, there's no box office numbers, but Hulu reported, I think, uh, today or yesterday that it's the most watched premiere on the entire network uh, or streaming service, whatever the hell I'm supposed to call it. So it's gotten a pretty good uh, rollout. Uh, given the success and the popularity of the film, what do we want to see next from the franchise? Uh, I would, like I said, I would love to see more one-off you don't have to tie every Predator movie together. There's no reason to. They didn't need the pistol. If the pistol had never been in this movie, it would have never hurt my feelings. It would have been a great one-off movie. I am okay with it, and I know Scott says that it's all one-trick pony, but have that pony do its one trick for different audiences. Put it in feudal Japan fighting samurai. Oh, put Vikings. It, <coughs> put it, I was just, I was getting there. Just calm down, John. Sorry. I got <laughs> put, it, put it put it not not in um the home territory of the Vikings, but maybe in like Canada fighting like Vikings that have made it to No, I want to see I want to see a predator not... I want to see a predator fighting Vikings in the snow. Do it. Uh, like yeah, Scott said, it, yeah. it's look, and Scott is not wrong. Predator is a one trick pony as a franchise because yes. every movie since Predator is just variations on the Predator story. Predator 2, we change up the territory, we give them some new toys to play with. Cool. Predators, we invert it. Instead of Predators coming to Earth, we're taking Dangerous Game and taking them to a game preserve. Okay, cool. This movie changes it up by setting the time period different. It's the same movie. Yes. It, it's, it, it, and even then, the premise isn't, you know, uh, uh, it, it's the same as, um, most Dangerous Game, uh, which is not the title of the short story. I forget what the short story is called. Um, but that's like, a, is it Ernest Hemingway story from friggin' forever ago? And all Predator did was change it up. Instead of a human hunting a human, it's an alien from space hunting a human. So, yeah, one trick, fine. But as long as you dress up the trick enough, I'm fine with it. I think me and Jay yeah. are both on that. Like, uh, I don't care. It doesn't need to be overly complicated. It doesn't have to all tie in together. Uh, and if you want to do a, a bunch of one-shot movies, we're down for it. Um, yeah. Megan Megan brought up a great one that I would be I would watch the shit out of it. Uh, okay. Predator versus pirates. That'd be interesting. <laughs> like, um, I, would, I would watch that. How like, would how would a predator hunt at sea? That's that's an interesting premise. There you go. Um, someone brought up uh, uh, um, Predator in World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, time, yeah, different time periods, different, you know. Because uh, even though we've kind of thrown this out the window, in the first movie they establish, and the second movie kind of follows it up, and then we just let it, you know, forget about it after that. But we're told Predator is drawn to periods of heat and conflict. Yeah. So we've thrown out the heat thing. <laughs> uh, but conflict, that can still work. So um, put put Predator, like, and then, you you know, we, we play the game. Mm-hmm. Show us the origin of the the uh, what is it the exiled the Pacific Islands? Predator. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, like with the wooden armor, and, yeah. And stick with stick with the like casting people who belong in their role, if that makes sense. Like, wow, Jay, stay in your role. Jeez, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't whitewash things. Like, yeah. Well, and as long as we're talking about things I want to see <clears throat> from the Predator franchise, I agree with everything Jay said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I would also love to see, again, 
because it's one trick pony. How do we change? How do how do we put in a new coat of paint on it? <clears throat> Number one, show us the predator winning. Just once, show us the predator winning. It'll be okay, guys. Because uh, again, the, the the way forward should be a bunch of one off movies where it's just new protagonist encounters predator in new setting we haven't seen before but at least once let the predator win uh and then number two jay's kind of against it but i would love to see a group of more than one predator uh in fact i would not hate it if we eventually circle back around to maybe trying alien versus predator again I wouldn't be opposed to that. But... Just keep Paul W.S. Anderson away from it. Even if it's just the opening sequence of a Predator movie where we see a clan of Predators on some alien planet and, and they're hauling back like a queen alien head or something. Uh, just, just something like that. You know, there's... I'm a, Jay and I are 90s kids. We grew up on the Dark Horse comics and the novels and, and you know, Scott played the video games and we all play Hunting Grounds. There's so much awesome stuff to do. Again, it's a one-trick pony, yes. But that one trick is pretty malleable. You can make it fit within the confines of a lot of different story types and a lot of different uh, um, um, genres, even. So go nuts with it. Have fun with it. Uh John's going to adamantly disagree with this statement. I just oh know he's going to hate this idea. Oh, boy. But something I I personally would love to see in the Predator franchise is uh, a bow, a Pred bow. Um, Why? Why would I, you want that? I personally believe myself on my own as a bow hunter that uh, a Pred bow would be amazing to see, you know, how they hunt with it and 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 take down opponents i know john doesn't like bows at all no uh, so i don't know they're dumb buy a gun get over it i i mean he's all about swords and and lightsabers because his name is obi john so you know obi-wan 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 predbo 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 wait wait for it one obi-wan breakdown thank you jay Thanks. Uh, but yeah, like just more toys. I mean, there's yeah. yeah, you have a video game that a lot of people around the world have played. Uh, lean into it a little bit. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We will, the people who have played the game will be like, oh my God, I know that from the game. And people who haven't played the game will be like, wow, that's cool. They'll Owen Wilson it. Wow. 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 And then, obviously, ultimately, we want this to end with Predator hunting uh, Latino John Voight in the Amazon while <laughs> contending with anacondas. I think you that's know, ultimately where we're all trying to get to, right? Never, never look into the eyes that you are the ones that you hunt. They'll haunt you forever. You know, I feel like there's enough footage out there that we could edit that together. <laughs> <laughs> Someone CGI some red dots on John Voight's face. Call it a day. We're good to go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Latino no, John Voight versus the Predator. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm with you, Jay. Uh, I, I, again, I do. We do not need to get back into trying to make everything tie into each other. I don't even care if we ever get back around to the pistol because there's some people who, again on the internet talking about how that could maybe be the linchpin for, for, you know, a handful of movies is seeing the pistol trade hands until it eventually ends up back in the hands of the predator. I don't give a shit about that. For me, you had your one shot. 
to to tie in the explanation for that pistol and you fucked it up because um, you chose not to do it. You, you, you kicked the can down the road, but you didn't get into the end zone, but you screwed that up. Um, but again, they do not need to be connected. The only thing we need to connect these is the Predator, because again, yes. the star of this franchise is Predator. Yep. That's all we need. Uh, I just, like, I'm just thinking about, and I know most people would say Predator in World War II would be, you know, they're thinking probably against the Americans. I think it would be cool to see like a, hey, we need to, I know Scott hates these, but let's work together type thing of a handful of soldiers. Oh, you mean like a, a handful of allies versus a, with a handful of Axis and they're doing their thing and then there's a predator and they have to work together to overcome the predator? Yes. Yeah, fuck that shit. I thought you meant the <laughs> allies teaming up with the Predator, and I was going to say, Jay, careful. That's how you end up with Slayer Rides of Friendship. <laughs> but no, that could work, too. I Yeah, I know Scott would be like, no, no. No. Uh, do that in World War One, maybe. Somewhere, somewhere we haven't, you know, been in much times. Although, I guess you want to keep jungle. I guess you could do something in the Pacific Theater. Some you know random oh, island. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's how you See, get now, the now, exiled one. The Pacific Theater. Yeah. Now, now my gears are turning. Damn it, Jay. <laughs> so you got an island outpost, and I'm sorry, but uh, my head keeps going to Archer. Do you want to get Nazis? That's how you get Nazis. Actually, you know what? You don't even need Americans. Just it's a it's an abandoned Japanese outpost on some you know Pacific island, and they don't know the war's over. And, you know, there's only a handful of guys left there to defend it, and Predator shows up, and go. I'm cool with that. One of, uh, one of them is an officer, and he has a samurai sword. I'm cool with that. I w- but I would just like to see Predator in feudal Japan facing samurais. That'd be cool, like, too. More than one, you know. That'd be badass, just... too. Yeah. Maybe we could have a team-up of uh, Viking... <laughs> A samurai. You a and your team up, Jay. Uh, oh, then that'd be a cool. Thing. Yeah, uh, medieval times would be a cool time period too. There's a car the line dark going ages. up that is driving me batty right now. Uh, sorry, sorry, dark ages. That'd be cool. Anyway, Predator Dark Ages. It sells itself. Yep. Send Steve. Send Steve. They only have pointy sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Their armor isn't even good. Somehow figure out how to give Predator a trebuchet on his shoulder. Uh, I don't know. Somebody figured out. <laughs> the the pred predbouchet. The predbouchet. Yep. I love it. That is now the title of this episode. <laughs> Gary, I want to go hunt some things. Take me with you. Uh, anything, uh, Scott, anything you would like to see? I know you love Jason's team-up movie, but. Or are you just fine with never seeing a predator again? Or you just just leave it alone? No, no, no. Um, So I'm not... I don't think Predator has quite got to the point of Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah, when we get to Predator versus genetically engineered locusts, you've gone too far. Yeah. uh, My... So, one thing that... So, the Predator franchise kind of goes hand-in-hand, and I know you don't consider them part of the canon of either franchise, but the the Aliens versus Predator thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't consider the Aliens franchise completely dead, because 
I like the Prometheus, you know, story, the movies and stuff. Because it's radically different than what we've got. I know you have a problem with it because it doesn't explain how that one ship got on that one planet, but I could care less how that one ship got on one planet. I don't care. Um, um, I would kind of like to see more movies, you know, for the Predator stuff that isn't the Predator storyline. Like, give me something in the Predator universe that doesn't have to do with a Predator hunting shit. Like it's it, kind of their one trick. Is their one <laughs> trick? Exactly. No, I get it. I get it. It's a one trick pony. Let's stick with that one trick. But you know what? Let's tell a different story. Let's let's do something a little different. And I'm fine with uh, you know, uh Prometheus and that other movie I can't think of the name of right now. That's how great Prometheus. it is. Covenant. Uh, Covenant, thank you. Yeah, and I'm fine with those movies. I like those movies. I got no problems with those movies. Uh, God, I'm going to say something that's just going to, it's, you're going to be surprised when I say this. Okay. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. That I, I wouldn't mind seeing something where it is not necessarily on a hunt. And what I, what I reference is a movie that John hates, but I like kind of the idea of the predator from it. And that was AVP Requiem, where he's kind of like... I do not want to see a Predator in a fucking Canadian subdivision. Well, so... Yes, I get that. I get that, John. But what I'm saying is the lone wolf idea of this Predator goes to clean up the mess. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. He's necessarily hunting to hunt. He's using his skills that he's developed over a long period of time. Um... He will find you and well, he will kill you. Uh, yes. But anyway, I was yes, I want to see that. Like that's okay. I w- like how cool would a predator rescue mission be? No, my my problem with the AVPR isn't the storyline, it's that it it's the setting. The setting is all wrong for both aliens and predators and I hate the setting. So yes, yes, take I, yes, take that idea that. of the wolf having to go clean up a mess. I'm fine with that. Um, especially if it leads to more like random alien hybrid shit. I'm cool with that. But swear to God, if you're making an alien or predator movie and your setting is a Canadian suburb, stop. You've already fucked up. Just stop. Yeah. So no, I and I agree with that. I'm just saying I would I'm kinda of, I'm with Scott in the aspect of like Well Yeah, give us a movie where he's not on the hunt to prove himself, but like he's hunting skill for a different reason okay i'm cool or she is using her skills for a different reason that'd be badass so 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 here's my question and this is the question that i want answered with regards to the predator franchise how did that ship get on oh sorry sorry (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) how did he breathe out while exhaling yeah. Um, no. So, first of all, first of all, your problem is in the name Predator, uh-huh. because that is that 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 implies hunt, because that's what the first movie was about. But this is a race of beings. Now, granted, their their entire culture is around the hunt. The hunt, I get that. 
but there has to be more to their culture than just the hunt. So what do they do when they're not hunting? I mean, are they sitting around drinking bush light talking about hunts they've been on? They work a dead-end, soulless, soul-crushing jobs, guys. So that one week out of the year, they can get away from Diane and all the kids and go hunt. Exactly. Like, like, like... Like what, what? What are we getting with this alien race that hunts and, and stuff? That's cool. But like, what are they doing when they're not hunting? Like, there there has to be more. You want the soul crushing <laughs> scene of the predator's family back at home <laughs> when the Me, clan shows yeah. up and brings his decapitated body. Uh, so uh, Steve didn't do so hot this week, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Meet John. John is a yaucha. <laughs> <laughs> he works a dead end job at a gas station, pumping fuel into the ships that leave for the hunt. <laughs> he gets one week off a year. This is John's week after that week. <laughs> oh, God, you would not believe these things. They tried to throw pointy sticks at me. And just cracks open a beard. His wife comes home and finds the credit card bill. You spent how much on a new plasma cannon? <laughs> You didn't John. even bring anything home, Ted. John, I told you not to leave your blades lying around the house. Steve is going <laughs> to find one and want to be a hunter. Steve. <laughs> Gary, where is your brother? Oh, geez, Mom. He uh, tagged along in the van when you gave me the keys. We went on an illegal hunt to that planet Earth. Some lady with black crap on her face cut his head off. I, I don't know. It is a whole thing. <laughs> but hey, they gave us this shiny uh, pistol thingy. Well, yeah, look at this that. pistol, yeah. and then she just slaps yeah. him. That yeah. cool? It's got gold Damn on it, it Gary. Yeah. You knew your brother wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I totally do. Mom calls me Tristan. <laughs> the dad comes home. Look what look what look look at this. Look, where'd this come from? Steve's dead. Steve's dead. I'm fucking going to that planet. Give me that pistol. And of course, you know, faster or near light travel time dilation. He gets there and meets Danny Lover. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> plot twist. That. The plot twist, the city hunter was Gary. <laughs> Gary trying to find Steve. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they were at, they were hunting in uh, uh, 1719 Los Angeles. That's what happened, yeah. Well, but once again, near light travel, you know, time dilation. They didn't realize that when they got there, time would have passed as much as it was and stuff. So yep. by the time they get there, they're in Los Angeles. Exactly. Well, see, the problem is they, they were leaving on time, but the ship broke down somewhere near LV-426, <laughs> and that was a whole thing on it. That's own. a bad neighborhood. You don't want to get lost out there, man. Roll them up. Uh, who, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, please don't make any of that. <laughs> <laughs> or but, do. Yeah. Or do, because we well, will watch it. But, yeah, I, I, I would love to see, I would love to see Predator stuff that's not the Predator story. Uh, and and the fact that it's called the predator kind of makes it very hard to do. You First know, of all, Scott, it's it's just that. predator. There's no the. Be very careful. It's the, the predator, predator is a very very different ball of yarn. No, it is the predator. 
there is always the predator in front of it. It's it's the predator. It's the predator versus the alien. Mm-hmm. It's the predators. <laughs> Scott, it there is, is a movie called The Predator, and by your joking, yes. I can tell you haven't watched it. No, it's, it's the the predator. Okay. The sushis, the sashimis. <laughs> uh, no, I'm with you, Scott. I, the 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 predator um, um, the race is is cool and again we've never really explored much of that so like we only get one shot of the predator homeworld and avpr um again the expanded stuff the comics and, and novels expand on that a lot but the movies haven't really done any of that you know the so th- there's a lot you could mine from there without just doing the standard one soul predator comes to earth to hunt thing you can mix it up a bit I agree. one predator stands alone his name, John. John the Gas Pumper Predator. <laughs> die, <sighs> Gas Pumper, die. <laughs> he hates these cans. He hates these cans. <laughs> That's what we need. We need remakes of classic movies, but instead of the characters, Predators. <laughs> he's, he's plasma casting the cans. <laughs> All I need is this. Spear. I don't need anything else but this spear. And, and this, this biomass. Caster. <laughs> and this shield. <laughs> All right. I think we are thoroughly out of ideas. <laughs> so we're going to call this. Those are, that's our thoughts on the movie Prey and uh, what we'd like to see from the Predator franchise going forward. Let us know, what did you think? Did you love the movie? Did you hate the movie? Did you agree with what we liked or disagree with what we didn't like? Vice versa. Uh, Let us know what you thought. Uh, Thank you for listening, and until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert. Somebody go find Gary.